All right, guys, so this is gonna be episode 114. Question is, is being single healthy? And the reason I came up with this, or the reason I started this one was because I've been single for a long time. Uh, and and my dating experience is, is actually very minimal uh, in comparison to a lot of people over the last couple decades. It's crazy to say that, crazy to say that. But I've learned so much um, from being single. Uh, even if that was forced single, I've learned so much about myself and I think that being single is super powerful and it's, it's super beneficial, but I wanted to make sure to question things a little bit. So as I go over this, go through this episode, I'm going to be bringing up, bringing up things that have to do with questions like what I was like before, uh, what things, what I was uh, like alone then, uh, when did I change? Who was the person? What am I like now? How does it change after so much time? What should we do in relationships? What should we do in singlehood? Uh, what is unhealthy about being single? What can we learn from being single? What's the power of being single? And all these questions are very loose. You know, all we do here on the RMP is 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 question and be inquisitive and and think about our positions. So, is being single healthy? We're gonna find out. Here we go. Welcome back to the RMP, guys. I'm Zach, your host of this, uh, let's say, instigative or provocative or um, mm, arguable, questionable podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram at Zachary Henson Official. If you want to hit me up too, you can always email me at Zachary at therebelminded.com or you can check out my newsletter on Substack where I put uh, pretty much all of my content free and paid for subscriptions at h at therebelminded.substack.com and we are here as usual to question the mess make some rebel actions and start living life on our own terms so do you guys journal like i mean all the questions all the questions right um i, I think i think maintenance of self is massively huge i've said it a million times before and you guys are probably annoyed but uh i i I, sometimes i wonder if we're going deep enough if we're actually paying attention to ourselves outside of so much so much going on in the world are we capable of of digging into ourselves? Are we so distracted that we don't actually realize how surface level we're living? So when was the ass the ass? When was the ass? The ass was was right now. I'm the ass. But when was the last time that you asked yourself about where you're at, about your status? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with with where you're at? And and don't dismiss it quick. Like Dig down in the question. Are you okay with who you are? Are you okay? Are you, are you, are you, uh, do you keep lying to yourself and telling that your dreams aren't worthy or that, um, that it's impossible or, or, or that your relationship isn't good enough or are, are, where do you stand on you and what lies have you made up about yourself? Because in things like my journal, I, I get almost emotional about, how much I don't question enough, how much I'm such in the habit of going that I don't pay attention to the the real self-care, like the legitimate 
underestimated self-care of asking yourself questions. And the reason I journal is because of that ability for me to slow down, to actually pay attention to what my mind is doing before I get too carried away with my day, before I get too carried away with, with social media. And life is tough. Life is a fucking struggle, man. And it's almost like you have to be patiently, patiently impatient. Like you have to be patient enough to dig into yourself, but impatient enough to make the progress. And you have to come back to yourself over and over and over again because time just passes by too quick. And I want you guys to take care of yourselves. And I want you guys to actually figure out where you're supposed to be and take action on it every day because just finding the traction and finding the consistency to do that is tough because our emotions get in the way and mostly our emotions just get in the way and our bad habits get in the way. And uh, it's it's worth paying attention it's worth being uh intentional and it's worth being impatient about it and not waiting until tomorrow because it super sucks when you realize that you made a decision when you're 28 to change your life and then you realize seven years later that within your 10-year plan you're a lot farther back than what you wanted to be so i hope you guys are taking care of yourselves um this little insight on my (laughs) my own journey but uh I want to talk a little bit about something that may not be anything that any of you are dealing with uh, on your within your current status, but I think it's important to recognize for anybody that's also in this this same realm of of positioning, and that is is being single healthy. And the reason I tackle this is because I've been single for such a long time now that I've forgotten that I am, that I've forgotten how much of a single perspective situation that really is. And uh, the thing is, I'll tell you a little bit of history here as we go as we go into this and start questioning things a little bit, is I was... It was impossible for me to be single. Um, being single, and this probably has something to do with me being extrovert, extroverted too, is that being single was impossible for me. It made me feel very unworthy. I was way too much inside of my own head. I had way too many demons telling me that I wasn't good enough. Um, past voices that that were harping on me about uh, the only way to feel worthy is to be successful, is to keep moving, is to be working. And it was super destructive for me to be in my own silence. I couldn't have a narrative with myself. I couldn't have a conversation with myself. And so being alone for me meant I would get in depressive states very, very quickly. And probably the only saving grace was the fact that I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of things going on. I was riding motorcycles a lot. I was I was snowboarding. Um, and I was always trying to maintain an image. Now that image was not a healthy one. It was very surface level. It was very superficial. It was very based around uh, impressing people and putting on performance and putting on a smile and putting on uh, fake laughs and, and creating an environment that I felt safe in, whether that had to do with 
the work that I was doing, with the the girls that I was trying to impress, it was very surface level, and it was about motorcycles and sex and uh, cars and and vices and impulsive materialistic buys of things to make myself feel like I was on top of the world and I really wasn't and the shitty part is is at the center I was I was coding over this darkness at the at the center of my chest I, I had a constant heavy pressure in my chest and I was with that for so long that I didn't realize what it was I didn't know that it existed and it was built on stress it was built on uh, inadequacy. It was built on the pressure from, like my father, to to not play, to always be working. That my worth was only tied to the value that I could give, which is not very far from the narrative of a lot of guys today. And the stupid double standard we have right now is that, you know, there's this there's this idea that uh, that women are objectified highly objectified and I don't, I'm not denying it like with men being hypersexual and kind of already having that uh, that visual objective um, sense about them um, women can be easily objectified by men that are immature that can't see past um, the the vitality and virility of women at the age of 20 but uh, the double standard part is that um, men are objectified for their for their value. They're objectified for their their through conditional love. They're objectified by what they can give and not who they are. And the problem with that is that when men are objectified, then they are only following those things. And doubled up with the fact that men are not very well supported emotionally uh and are not really allowed to be vulnerable and aren't allowed to be communicative uh patiently and to discuss all of their problems and their flaws and and where their traumas are at and where their negative mindset is at a lot of men like me have this dark hole in the middle of the chest that they don't really know what to do with and so they just cover it up so I decided to change myself uh, when I had a heartbreak at 28, and you guys have probably heard me talk about it before, but it was the person that made me stand up against the reality of the world and the reality of who I was, and I was broken down enough that I didn't know what else to do but to beg for her forgiveness and to make up this stupid shit about me going to counseling and me thinking about all the bad things that I've done after like two months I went back and basically begged her to take me back because I'd gone to two months of counseling and I was on anxiety medication and I had thought through what we had done but the damage was 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 way too far done and the immature side of me didn't realize that all I was doing was romanticizing a past and all I was doing was trying to recover the very person that made me smother that that darkness at the center of my soul at the center of my chest and what happened afterwards which sometimes you just have to go through 
this is the thing about emotions is like they're not necessarily all unhealthy if we're trying to hurt someone someone with them yes they can be unhealthy but anger is not a bad thing resentment isn't necessarily a bad thing and i fell into a pit of despair and i got very angry and resentful of her for not fair reasons and it took me about a year to realize that um, I had to move on and that we were very different people and that my anger and resentment was, was actually with myself. It was built in my guilt. It was built in my inability to handle very committed, mature things like being in a relationship, the potential of kids, the potential of marriage, and I didn't know what to do with somebody else in my life. So I had to go out and find that. And I definitely dated uh, for a couple of years past that, um, intermittently, I'm not really much of a flirter. I, you know, I, I don't put myself out there a lot. Um, that's, you know, not necessarily meaning that I didn't want to, but it was, it was tough for me, but there was something that I really figured out that I had to learn how to handle myself. And being single was probably the most difficult task. One of the most difficult tasks that I've ever taken on. And I think that being single is, for periods of time, is majorly important. I think that when we decide to jump from relationship relationship to relationship, we never allow ourselves to have that time to think on who we are, on what we need apart from another person. We don't learn how to self-love. We don't learn how to self-care. And we don't learn how to love experiences without another person. Uh, love the fact that we can be just within our own desires and just within our own passion and just within our own silence and be okay with that. It's, uh, it's probably harder for extroverted people more than it is for introverted people, but we all don't need the same amount of attention from other people. Um, and the thing is, is when that happens is we only know what to do with the things inside of relationships. But when we only know what to do with the things inside of relationships, the problem is, is we de- haven't, haven't dealt with things on our own in a way that we can handle uh, therapy, we can handle uh, intimacy, we can handle discussion and debate within ourselves so it makes it almost impossible to handle those things within relationships so we come across things that seem to be an impasse between you and another person and it's because you're not open-minded enough because you have not even had enough discussions with yourself to figure out what's right and what's wrong and what's dark and what's light and what's understandable and what's compassionate and what's fair and empathetic within a relationship. So you carry that impasse into relationships and you have a discussion with another person and you never are able to get past your own bullshit. You're never able to discuss into growth and discuss into progress. And so I think what we do in relationships a lot is we fight another person that is actually supposed to be a fight 
within ourselves, if that makes sense. And I think what we should be doing in singlehood is finding out, and this was this was absolutely huge for me, is a lot of times we're in such misery because we don't know what life is about. And it's very easy to put that pressure on another person. It's very easy to expect uh, love only from another person. It's it's we get carried away with our impulses and desires and vices because we put our expectations for life on what we gain in materials, uh, what we gain for status, what we gain in money, what we gain in love and sex. And uh, once we get so far into these things um, and figure out that there's not a whole lot of depth there, we don't understand how to move past um, when those things don't show up for us, when we don't, when we lose a bunch of money or when we, uh, when money no, man, no, no longer becomes, you know, awesome for us, when love and sex don't, no, you know, it's been so repetitive that that no longer feels awesome to us when our status, when everything becomes normal again, we don't know what it's, what is going to take us beyond that. And I think what takes us beyond that is our ability to constantly give back to the world and only take it, take from it. And, you know, I think that comes back to where we tie into mission and where we tie into passion and what makes us feel alive and what isn't just the coding that makes over our survival methods that makes us feel okay. And I think a lot of times we're just ignoring who we are. And I think that's what you find in singlehood is you learn how to face the the superficial single dimensional world that most of us are living in and ask yourself what's important to you and uh, what it is that's uh, necessary for you to not only continue to grow, but to feel like things are clear, to feel like you're not coding the darkness, to feel like you're actually facing the darkness and you're actually dissolving it with the things that are important to you. Now, the, the, the part that I kind of wanted to get to that I've been glossing over at this point or not paying attention to is the unhealthy parts about being single. And uh, I don't think that I have all the answers for this, but it's almost the same as being in a relationship. It's like this with anything, is once you've normalized something so much, um, it's very easy to get carried away with the the benefits of singlehood or the uh, the preferences or uh, what you can get away with with being single. So you no longer have anybody directly to challenge you. You don't have anybody to tell you where you're gross and where you're... Uh, where you're slacking, um, the silence of it all is great for meditation and great for asking yourself questions. But when it comes to incorporating another person in your life, you don't have to worry about any of the sloppy things that you do, whether that be uh, the sloppiness in your own mind or whether that be the sloppiness in out in your your objective world, like how you handle your house, uh, how, what, how you do with your pets, you know, how you do with anything. Um, you got, because you don't have anybody to test you. And I think the normalized thing of being single can be super unhealthy because you are so happy with your ability to do whatever you want. 
um, that you don't have to worry about investment into other people. It's very easy to become selfish. It's very easy to become um, dismissive of other people. It's very easy to objectify other people. It's very easy to assume what people think about you. It's very easy to demonize and become jaded. And it's very easy to close yourself off, which is probably horrible for people that are extroverted like me. I've noticed that uh, as much as I want conversations, I only want, it seems that I've only wanted conversations in the business side of myself, on my podcast, in my blog, and I feel that connection. But that type of connection will never be as deep as the connections that I get from good friendships, from uh, from from dating, from being in a relationship, from having deep conversations with people just about life and existence and what matters and what doesn't and what love is and what business is and what success is and what uh, what adventure is and, and, and what dying with without regret actually is. And these are the things that are so important when it comes to our growth is you can't really grow without other people. You truly cannot grow without other people. And so singlehood is fantastic for periods and relationships are fantastic for periods. And I think when we're in something like a relationship, we can incorporate single time. We can incorporate singlehood even and remain in a relationship. But on the other side, it's, it's, Unless you're dating a lot, um, you never really have anybody so committed to you and so invested in you that you're forced to handle both situations. Singlehood can be very unhealthy because you change your mind about who you are without having anybody to disrupt that cycle. And so uh, there is fantastic, beautiful power in being single. And I'm talking to Anybody that is single right now, anybody that maybe uh, is is newly single, is there is great power in being single because you learn how to have discussions with yourself and you learn how to love yourself and you learn how to figure out what it is without the disruption of, of the world around you, what it is that you actually want. My heart is so much lighter. That pit in my chest is almost completely dissolved because I'm working towards things that I want. And even if I'm slow in getting there and I compare myself too much, um, I've taken control of my life enough to know that I'm not just in the rat race, that I'm not doing it for materials, uh, which is actually another very hard thing because you get carried away with, with your future and what you think it's supposed to be. But um, I always get to slow down enough and that's a great thing about being single is you can you can you control the pace and you don't have to necessarily show up for anybody. Um, but if you find the right partner, and that's the other thing about singlehood is if you find the right partner, um, then you can fall into parallels. You can grow with somebody, and when you can find the intimacy in yourself, and you can find passion in yourself, and you find find the details of yourself and what you actually want, you weed out so many people. So many people that are going to be wrong for you because you start to manifest, maybe a bad word, but you start to be able to dream about or or visualize the person that 
makes the most sense to you. And it's not about the color of their hair. It's not about how much money they make. It's about their soul. It's about their direction. It's about what's important to them. It's about their preferences. It's about their values. And then you fall into place uh, being able to sense what's good in people. And uh, you get to date people and you get to kind of I don't know, make a idea of of what you're compatible with. Not just chemistry, chemistry, not just lust, not just uh, you know, what you benefit from in that relationship. You find somebody that if you're a monogamous, I guess, uh, long-term monogamous, maybe, you find somebody that uh, that sees the world the way you do. And that's the, that's the type of thing that I'm seeking. Now, uh, the the period in singleness is hey whatever it takes for you but i i think the the biggest thing here is make sure that you're not staying single just so that you can avoid and stay comfortable um are you you know are are you too comfortable with not having to be rejected are you too comfortable with uh not having to make plans with somebody else are you too comfortable with not having to worry about your heart being broken um singlehood can be a very unhealthy thing and i think the only way to counter that is to have interactions at whatever at whatever level makes sense to you whether it be i'm just going to date for the next year or two um, making sure you're having connections that disrupt that comfortable singlehood that disrupt your internal narrative about what you think is perfect and 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 find out this very optimistic thing that is you can find somebody that fits the mold for you that shares your same views in a way that that exponentially makes your life better so in the end beware of singlehood Um, i know relationships are also super tough but beware of singlehood in a way uh, to understand that you can get way too caught up in assuming what the world is, um, deflecting from the world, and 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 uh, missing out on really good connections that are good for your heart, that are good for your soul, that are good for your mind, and uh, and overall, I think uh, both are good and i think the blend of being in a relationship and and being single can be done in a relationship if that makes sense to you Uh, i dated a a girl that uh, said that it would be most beneficial to her to be in a relationship with two homes that are directly across from each other so that you could still enjoy the lifestyle of being single and it sounds kind of like a fantastic idea uh we didn't make it very long uh it was very quick that we figured out that things wouldn't work between us but uh there's something for everybody um and if you're single long enough you'll figure out the type of person that you want um what makes sense to you you'll figure out your boundaries you'll figure out your your own self-respect and what you deserve from another person so beware of being single but honestly question the fuck out of what relationships are like what singlehood should be like and how you create a combination of the two so I want everyone out there to be super healthy. Uh, continue to question as much as you can. And uh, if you have 
any inquiry for the podcast, if you want to connect at all, uh, I, I am always seeking conversations and it's been a dry for a little while. So feel free to reach out. Um, I'd love to talk to any and all of you. I hope you all doing fantastic until next time. I'm your host, Zachary, and, uh, I'll see you next time. I'm out. Hey guys, I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.